You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. You know exactly who your ideal client is, how to service them, how you're different and exactly how you're going to give them all the things that they have not found before. And now you wanna make sure that the experience is flawless. Having client management software to simplify the process is key. HoneyBook is the thing for you. I've used it for years to keep my wedding clients on time, up to date, and ready to go. Contracts, invoices, proposals, anything you can think of. Everything that they need is all in one place. It's branded to your business so that your clients know exactly who it is that they're communicating with when they see it come through their inbox. You can create proposals, projects, brochures, all the templates you need to make client communication easy and simple. You can even invite your team or make it work perfectly even if it's just you. You can sync your contacts so that everybody is in there ready to go. You can even create contact forms so that people that are getting in line ready to pay you are put right in the queue waiting for you. Workflows, automation, you name it. Everything that is going to keep your back office running smoothly, HoneyBook can do it. And if you go to the show notes or over to pauseontheplay.com and check out the latest episode, you will be able to get a code that will give you 50% off your account. That's right, 50%. So if you're ready to make sure that your back office is ready for all of your ideal clients to show up, check out HoneyBook and go ahead and use that code so you can get 50% off today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here, where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, along with my co-host India Jackson, here to get the dialogue going. So I'm going to keep my intro short and sweet, let you guys know we're here, and we're going to do a bit of a lightning round. We're going to talk about what it looks like when certain challenges come up for India with Flaunt Your Fire that she sees with her clients and their marketing, their strategy, and them actually being able to execute and where it kind of overlaps into 
Erica Corday territory with mindset and some of the things that can possibly derail your actions, let alone you even being able to do imperfect action. This is exactly why we have our two to one services through pause on the play. And this kind of gives you a little bit of insight into what it looks like when one of us can see where our clients can benefit from services with the other. So without further ado. So Erica, I see a lot of things in what I do from a marketing and branding perspective. And I thought it'd be cool to bring that to the podcast and just kind of get a feel for what are some of the mindsets behind these things. Because I think that many times people feel like they can come over and get a marketing plan. Everything's going to be great, right? We're going to have all the success and all the new followers and all the revenue coming in. And it's like, okay, so let's start auditing things and let's come up with a plan. And then when it's time to actually execute, all this mindset stuff comes up. And those things need to be worked through with somebody who works on mindset because that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. And I think it's important that it's understood that like mindset sets the it sets the tone for so much. And it's just essentially what are the things that you're thinking that are either moving you forward or not? Yeah. Showing up. And I feel like it's one of the things that comes up too, though, is like also like what stories do you have? And like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, there's a lot. There's like, what's the stories? What have you been taught? What have you been conditioned to believe? There's all those pieces. But yeah. they all just end up either helping or not helping so much. So <laughs> sometimes they just, they, they don't need to be there. They just don't. I agree. And it definitely puts roadblocks in what you're trying to achieve. So one of the things that I see come up is the me show. Um, the client that's Every photo on their social media profile, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, is them. <laughs> and all the or all the captions, and sometimes both, but sometimes it's an or, all the captions are me, 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 I, 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 here's what I went through. And there's no connecting it back to understanding your audience or uh, reflecting back on them of like a question, have you been through this too? Or any type of engagement. It's just kind of like a monologue. What's up with that? So it's funny you say that. I, I think at its root, sometimes it's a, you know, sometimes people put themselves out there because they think nobody, nobody wants to hear from me, but I want to hear from me and I'm going to do it anyway. Or sometimes it's a, everyone wants to hear from me and it's very grandiose and can sometimes be self-absorbed or it's, I have the fix. I have the answers. I, I, I know, I know where you are and what you've done. And I, I still, I, 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 all me, um, get a little remix. I, 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 I. So, <laughs> so there's that, but Sometimes I think it can come from this place of maybe you're struggling to consider yourself to be the authority and this is you trying to convince yourself or, you know, 
if I talk about myself enough, then maybe I'll do so much talking and nobody can interject and nobody will say, no, that's not correct. And the funny part about what you said is that just as much as sometimes I can see it's the, uh, you know, I show from the point of view of everything that you're putting out there is I, sometimes it's the eye show and like, I could never do that. I could never talk about me. Ooh, I can't yeah. tell my story. So I think sometimes it's the, I'm going to put everything out there and there's no filter and I overshare and I don't understand when I have taken the focus off my client and what you're here to do and what your outcomes are. And I've made it all about me, but sometimes it's, I won't let you get to know me because I don't think I'm important or valid enough to put myself out there because it's not about me. So you're going to think that my business is like everyone else because I have to hide. Yeah. And that reminds me of the person who, um, you, for example, Instagram, which is very visual, everything's a graphic and a stock photo. And it's like, who works here? Who's the human behind this business? What's their lifestyle like? I have no idea. Facts. <laughs> and then we get into like, well, when you have that going on, you can't know, like, and trust. Um, I'm trying to think. I also see happen a lot where people will go and they will start connecting with other business owners um, in their industry or in different industries to be able to provide mm, or what I would tell them is to be able to go and provide value to their audience. (laughs) And then when – Things happen, they default into story instead of helpful advice. What do you think gets in the way of people standing in their authority? I think sometimes people are afraid to actually just speak authentically and honestly and candidly because they're afraid that either they are feeling imposter syndrome And not in a way that I believe imposter syndrome is you stepping more into yourself, but truly this, I'm not this person. I don't know. You're going to see I'm a fraud if I just talk. So if I have a script and I stick to the script that I'm good and I'm going to keep up what I want you to believe about me. And it feels very, if scripted is definitely the first Mm -hmm. word, but it also feels very generic and very canned and very much like, uh, yeah, I've heard you tell five other people that across the room and now you're walking over here telling me the same thing. Really? Who are you? <laughs> so whatever I that see that is, a lot at networking events, like you have your elevator yeah. pitch and it's like oh, you work with me to not have an elevator pitch. We know what you do and we made that very clear, but no elevator pitches. You're having conversation mm-hmm. and then somehow or another, you actually watch it in action. It's still the elevator pitch. Like, why do people know better but not change their actions? Sometimes I feel like that's because you get nervous and you default to what works. The same way that, you know, if you are used to doing something one way and, okay, I'm going to try to, like, liken it to um, health and, like, diet and food. And if you know, like, I'm going to do something different, I'm going to change my diet, I want to be healthier, 
And then it's like, oh my gosh, my schedule just completely fucking blew up and I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, what can I just grab that's easy? And you default back to what you are comfortable with, what was familiar, what you A knew. bag of chips later. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's like, damn it. And now you spiral out in the sense of, I didn't stick to it. I didn't make good choices. Everything is shot. I might as well just not do it. And so now you throw the baby out with the bathwater and you're done because sometimes it can just be fear. Sometimes it could just be you're uncomfortable. Everybody's not comfortable with these kinds of things. Sometimes it could just be I am stepping into a new piece of my business and this hasn't become second nature yet, but I'm afraid to not get it right. And so you never step into imperfect action. So it never gets any easier. So it's almost like defeating and repeating of these cycles because you're afraid to break it because what is on the other side? And honestly, what's on the other side is better, but it's more familiar to stick with what you know. And this is what I consider to be imposter syndrome. The scary part is where I'm trying to go, which actually might have the ease that I'm looking for. But that's different. That's new. That's uncharted. It's unfamiliar. And so therefore, I have told myself a story that I can't get there. So I'm gonna stay here with what I know. And I'm just gonna keep doing the same thing, getting the same results. And then I'm gonna look perplexed when nothing is different. Yeah, I hear you on that. I also see, um, which is not necessarily a negative thing. Um, I don't think any of these things are necessarily negative, but no, I agree. I, I think it's just, this is just where you are. This just happens to be an action that you took. None of these things, whether it's the inactionable action or the less than perfect, um, imperfect action, it's just, it's just an action and it's just a moment. And it doesn't mean that you can't choose to do something differently. So none of these are, you know, you know, fatal failure types of things. Like this is not, oh my gosh, I just like Bernie made off my business and just sold everything. And everybody's going to like come looking for me for the next 8,000 years trying to pay off the debt that I have. Like, this is not something crazy. This is not the stock market crash. We have not undone the entire U.S. economy. It's cool. Be easy. (laughs) Be easy. (laughs) Give yourself grace. Be gentle with yourself. We all hype these things up in our head to be so much bigger. Yeah, I think if you're hearing this and you've heard yourself in some of the things we say, like, try to find some humor in it. Everybody, I think, has stepped into one of these places in some form or fashion at some point in life, even if it wasn't oh, in their business. Oh, hell yeah. Um, oh, hell but yeah. I also see, like, this need to, like, grow and, and have quantity. Um, so it shows up when people feel like, I need all the Instagram followers or I need all the SKUs or um, – I want to be on all the platforms, all the time, all the things. Like, what is that about? Hmm. <laughs> Quantity over quality, because it almost feels like this acquisition kind of thing. Like, I want to acquire more and more and more, and somehow more equals more, when more does not always equal more. Being on more podcasts does not always mean um, more visibility. And it definitely doesn't always mean more money. So I wanted to be understood that 
visibility doesn't always mean more money. Visibility can plant the seeds to lead to more money. But putting yourself out there all over the place isn't always the answer if there's no purpose to it, if there's no intentionality to it, if this is not a part of the plan. And so if you're doing it just for vanity's sake, just because you want to be seen, that is filling a need in self to be seen. That does not necessarily mean that it is going to facilitate business, let alone translate to revenue and clients and you facilitating change in the work that you do. Mm, Powerful. I think I also see two other sides that that I want to ask you about. Um, One is when you see people who do have the community and the followers and all this stuff, but they don't actually utilize what they have. So like they're posting, um, you know, I give them the plan. We come up with what content pillars they're going to have, what they're talking about, who they're talking about it to, and they post and they drop the mic and roll out. There's no continued conversation. There's no um, follow-up with people in their DMs. Why do people work so hard to get these bodies and then not actually have conversation with them? I think sometimes people want it, but then what do you do when you get what you actually want? And so it can be possible that you're feeling like, I wanted this so bad and now I don't know what to do with it now that I have it. Or I thought this was what I wanted and now maybe I'm nervous or I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to interact with all these people. What if I don't do it right? What if, uh, what if they realize that I'm not what they thought I was? Um, what if I begin to, to actually do this and I can't repeat it? I feel like sometimes people will have things grow and it's like, oh shit, that was a fluke. I can't do that again. Then what happens? It all comes crashing down and they'll realize I'm a fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the beauty of when you've done it and you have created a system that is repeatable. That doesn't mean that every single time you'll get the same exact outcome, but each time that you repeat it, you're able to learn from it and you're given opportunities to perfect it little by little to get more and more out of it. That is the desired outcome that you're looking for. But I think when you actually have that conversation and that connection opportunity pop up in front of you, you can get a little nervous. And I I already did it once, but I like to do this, people. I like to give you real world examples of how this shows up. And then it kind of can make a little more sense. It's like saying that you want the perfect mate. You have decided what is it that you want in this partner, what you want it to look like. You, You did all the things. And then that person pops up and your ass freezes. And you don't know what to do. You're like, uh, I asked for that. And now I'm afraid. (laughs) So it's a little, you know, it it can be a little bit scary and kind of what happens or someone that feels like, you know, I've all, and, and I say this as someone that is, is a curvy girl, but you know, if I were to lose weight, would I possibly be in a position of like, oh, is this going to change who I am? Are people going to respond to me differently? So you don't always know what your your response is going to be to getting what you asked for. 
So that's where I think sometimes it's helpful to be able to say, okay, these are the things that you want to do. Why does that matter? What do you do with that when it happens? And being able to kind of give yourself a little bit of a, a an opportunity to to journal or talk through the and then what? Because when you get blindsided by it and it actually does come to fruition and it's delivered to you, sometimes it can feel a little bit unnerving. And I think it's important to try to address it before it happens. And then po- people possibly think, okay, well, now you asked for all of us to show up and you didn't froze on the stage and you can't sing now. What happened? Yeah. You know, so that's where it's like, if this is what you want, you also have to think about what does that mean? And if that doesn't fit with your personality, then you might need to shift what your goal is. But you won't know that unless you actually work through it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. So I think the last one is you've done all the things, we've gotten all the followers, and your business is is doing well um, from the visibility work. And now you're like, hey, I'm ready to do something bigger. I'm ready to do something more impactful. Here's the value I have that I want to bring to the table. And I want to work with ideal clients that have the same value. I'm like, okay, let's make a plan to attract these people. Let's talk about this value. Um, let's show how your you and your team are con- contributing to this cause and this message. And here's some ways we can do this step by step. And they freeze. What's happening there? Um, sometimes I feel like it's because when you have to actually go through and evaluate and identify your own beliefs, ethics, and values, it's a little bit of a, it's a reality check that sometimes can be kind of heavy because you now are in a position of having to be open and honest about things that you were able to just let go on autopilot and just be something that, yeah, 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 that is what it is. And now you actually have to go in and do the work and say, oh, is this what it is? And if you have something that you've just kind of always believed because, well, that's what you were given or that's what you were told, it was modeled to you, however it was that you received it, this is what you've just kind of always had. And you're like, but this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel aligned anymore. This doesn't make sense to me anymore. This goes against what I actually want. And then you have to begin to dismantle what's always been there. That's scary as fuck. That is scary. And it is hard. And so I think when you have to actually say, these are the people that I want to work with, because this is what they believe and this is what I believe and this is the change that we want to see and you have to go into that, that means that you actually have to acknowledge what might keep you from doing that? What might make Mm -hmm. it so that you can't actually show up and say and commit to this thing that you say you want to do because you know that you have these beliefs that are popping up that are in direct conflict with that and that's it's a, it can be a mindfuck. It can just feel like, oh my God, what the, you know, if, if you grew up in like, let's just say, for example, from kind of a DEI standpoint, 
you had a family member that was just card carrying racist. They would just say the most inappropriate things about anybody that was not white every chance they got. And you knew it didn't feel right, but you're also like, I don't know what to do with you. And you just don't really say anything, but you just stay away from them. And then you now have a business and you're like, it is important to me to foster diversity and um, just have this air of uh, figuring out what equity is and how you actually bring these into play. And then you realize you were given a lot of stories that were not about equity, that were not in any way, shape or form supporting anyone that didn't look like you. And it's like, I don't believe this, but this was normalized for me. And I got to get rid of this. That's hard because that's not technically yours. You didn't say, hey, I'm I'm going to invite this in, but it tried to worm its way in. And you're like, oh, no, I got to fish this out. And so then your work pops up that you have to do. And it's hard. So we can make you freeze when you're like, uh, this may be bigger than I thought it was. It's not a simple yeah. thing. So. Powerful. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot, right? You just got an opportunity to hear exactly what it sounds like when India and I are able to service our clients together in our combined space. Pause on the play for our two-to-one coaching and consulting services. It allows you to be able to decide what is it that I want to execute and what goals do I want to achieve with my marketing, my visual my verbal messaging, and what mindsets could possibly get in the way and keep me from stepping into a place of the imperfect actions that are moving me closer to exactly what change I want to see. So if you can see where this can benefit you and you want to learn more, hop on over to pauseontheplay.com, send us an email, or hop on over to Instagram at pauseontheplay. Talk to us. Let us know how we can serve you, and how we can get you serving those that your beliefs, ethics, and values are aligned with. Be the change you want to see. We show up here having real conversations to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. Cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. This is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. We love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. 
This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?